Hello everyone, this is Tanika Drake and I am going to share a book with you that I've written called The Gift of Finding God's Love, Guilt and Shame Turned Into My Shine. Please check that book out either on Barnes & Noble or you can find it at Amazon or any place where you can get that book. Remember, it is not okay for anyone to hurt or harm you. Please check that book out and happy reading everyone. Welcome to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN Network. Come join us as we study the Word of God together. Go get your Bible and let's see what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. For me, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us what? Rejoice and be glad. Amen. Praise. Let's get the Lord a hand clap of praise. Wow. Okay. Walk in truth. Amen. Thank you for coming to listen and spending your time with us at Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church. We hope that you hear something today that will edify you and that will make you think about the Lord. If you're not saved, we hope that you ask the question to yourself, what must I do to be saved? We thank you again for taking time. So go get your coffee, tea, or milk if you're at home. Get your bowl of cereal, eggs, and grits, and just sit back and enjoy our service. Amen? Amen. 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 So we're going to start off our service with exhortation from Brother Marvin. Then we're going to have a word from Minister Daphne. And then, of course, we get Kay with our extra two, three minutes. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Highly blessed. Y'all know that? Because we all are here. You know why? Because we've been faithful. And we need to encourage each other to be more faithful in what we do. Just like when we got bills, how are we going to pay this? How we put it in God's hands? He's going to make sure everything that you need is taken care of. But you got to have what? Faith. Come on, y'all. We are here to just love one another. And I'm going to tell y'all, on the prayer line we have, I just feel the love and everything and how... We can be going through our own storm, but we got that umbrella to help others go through their storm. And I love it because you'll never even know it unless, you know, they tell you about it. But that's why we're not here to have a pity party. We're here to just show one another love, encouragement, and everything that's, that's God in Christ that we need. We need everything. We need to be on one accord at all times, not just in here. We need to be on one accord out there. To uh, call one another, to help one another, whatever they might need. Sister Jackie, you know what I'm talking about, you know. So anyway, me and her have a nice conversation. And I'm going to tell y'all, it's a blessing to just be here at Walking Truth to share the love and the kindness. And whoever out there, if y'all need somebody to lean on, lean on God first. Amen. You have to. He is, our, he is our comforter. You know, we got to always remember, if nobody else around, somebody around. Yeah. Hey, come on. Amen. But it's the spirit, and it's the spirit that's in you. If you're looking to seek 
love, you're looking to seek a change in your life, you got to reach out and reach for God to help you because we can't do this by ourselves in each individual. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much you read. I don't care how much you walk in the good, but you need something, and you need the Lord. Because you can't sit up here and say, oh, I got it, I got it. No, you don't. You ain't going to have it for the rest of your life until you just depend on the Lord at all times and for the rest of your life. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to walk in truth. And I'm at walk in truth, and I'm going to continue to walk in truth. Amen. 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 Not if, when she gets up. Yeah, Amen. Y'all start praying for her. The little dad can yeah. get up. The daddy wants to do this. Yeah. 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 Then you stack some chairs for her so she ain't got to be so low. Stack some chairs for her so she ain't got to be so low. Get some of these empty chairs. Three or four deep. Huh? Yeah, help her up here first. Yeah. Get, get, get her. Stand by her. Then we take her back. Now, I just don't know. This is a, a walking miracle. Yes, she is. She is so spiritual. She she has done so much and doing so much for others. I always want to help, even what she's going through. I'm sitting on stacks and chairs for her one more than doing that. One more. Stack about y'all stack about two or three chairs. Man. She ain't got to go so deep. Let's get a Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Like I said, she ain't even got to go all the way back. If she wants to stack her, you can let her sit right there. Good morning, Walking Truth family. Good morning. It is such a blessing and an honor to stand before the people of God, my sisters and brothers in Christ, the people that, the household of faith that God has chosen to honor me with. I give all the honor and glory to God. Yes. And I also acknowledge my pastor, uh, Dr. Sutton, my first lady, Stacy. You all are so wonderful. And I just love that God has me under the same umbrella with you all. <clears throat> so, um, I have a card that I want to read. It's a thank you card um, that I am going to give to the Walking Truth family for just the love and support that you all have showered on my husband and I. What God has chosen for us to go through. Amen. Um, I, like I tell everybody, it can always be worse. Mm -hmm. I thank God for what he has given me to endure that's going to build me up and strengthen me because the, there's a scripture in the word saying, you know, the, the little sorrows and, and trials that we go through here on earth is nothing compared to the glory Amen. that we are going to receive Amen. when we get on the other side. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So the card reads simply, thank you. We are very grateful because you were very thoughtful. And... Um, it is not always easy to ask for help when you are at a low point in life. But when you do and are embraced with love and compassion, it lifts you up and strengthens your faith that in God's hand we are truly not alone. Thank you, Walking Truth family, for your token of love. 
May God continue to uplift and strengthen his people, my family, our family. Love, Amen. Marvin and Daphne. Amen. Trouble in my way. Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. I have to cry sometimes. So much trouble. Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. I have to cry sometimes. I lay awake at night. I lay awake at night. That's alright. That's alright. I know that Jesus will fix it. Come on, No song in you, but you do. I just wanted to get up and I just wanted to thank God. And I wanted to start off by, you know, thanking my Walking True family also because you guys just don't know how important you are and how great you are. But I want to tell y'all something. When I when we didn't have church last Sunday, boy, 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 it felt like I had all kind of tons of weight on me. And so when we got on the prayer line on Thursday night, I couldn't even say nothing. I was just trying to, I wanted to get out how thankful and grateful I was for you all. And I also wanted to share the pain that I was going through, but I, I just couldn't because soon as this young man, Steve, said how much he missed us and loved us, that just took over. Because yeah. it seemed like he was talking directly to me. Yeah. And so, you know, that's how strong the love is in this body of Christ. But I also wanted to tell, tell y'all something. The Lord started dealing with me. He said, Karen. He said, he say, even though the load get heavy, he said, you have to remember, you have to run to me because in me you find refuge and strength. Come on. He said, in me, he said, I'm a lamp to your feet and light to your path. He said, I will refresh, I will renew, I will restore you. You have to depend on me. See, sometimes we're going through the storms and, and all the waiting and stuff. We forget who Jesus is. We think he ain't there. But he said, even though when it seems like I'm not there, girl, I'm right there with you. You just got to learn how to turn to me. So I wanted to share that with y'all. I want to encourage you all that when it seems like he ain't there, he's there even more. We just have to learn how to stand on the faith that he has given us. Like I said, we all have a measure of faith that he has given us to stand on. And I thank God for the measure of faith that I have. I thank God for y'all. I'm telling you, I told Steve this morning, I said, I was about to have some road rage getting here because it was a car in front of me. I tried to go around and speed it up, so I got back behind. I was like, what is going on? Take your time, Kay. Take your time. Because y'all know I don't like to be late. And I was, I was like, I should have been there the quarter till. But I just wanted to share with you all that God is so good. And it is such a pleasure to be able to come and fellowship and, and unity together because that is very important because when I don't have that unity with you all and fellowship with you all I feel that I'm lacking something mm -hmm. and my strength I, I you know I, I don't know where my strength comes from but the Lord said my strength your strength come from me Karen I got to stop trying to pull my own strength mm -hmm. and see that's where I fell at because I can do this Lord no you can't you need me you have to stand on me and when I tell y'all when I tell y'all it was a page of stuff it was a page of stuff it was so much stuff but when I learned through this week that I just went through how to stand and depend on God 
it was it was just amazing. I, I, I got in my Bible a little bit more. I was just reading. I was looking for stuff that, that, that I needed to stay in. I need to stand. He said, let me refresh you. Let me restore you. Let me renew you. You can't do that without me. And so when, when I start stepping back and I say, Lord, I need I need you. See, sometimes all you, well, not sometimes, all the time we just need to call on the name of Jesus. Because Jesus, I can't do this without you. Lord, I can't. I can't move without you. Mm. And see, and he said, whatever your plans is, give me your plans, Pastor. Let me know when my time up. Put your plans before me. Come on. See, because we have plans, but if we don't put them plans before the Lord, I mean, you you moving on your own. Mm-hmm. So the plans that you have for this week or next week or whatever, let's concentrate on the plans that we have for today. Because tomorrow ain't promised. Well, I learned that God is a is a loving God. He's He's a great God. He's an awesome God. And I just wanted to give him some praise on today because God has been so good yes. to me. Even though, even though, even though I'm still going through the storm. When I can't get up here and encourage y'all and give God some praise, I feel so, I, I don't even have the words for it. Come on. I don't have the words for it. I even try to encourage people in my house. They be looking at me like I'm crazy. But uh, God knows. <laughs> he knows my heart. Like we always say, he knows my heart. He knows what I need to do. He knows that I got to keep walking in the midst of the storm. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. And up until this day, I didn't know. You know, we say we know, we know. I know, Lord, I know, I know, I know. But do you really know who God is in your life? Do you really know that he's the Alpha, he's the Omega, he's the King of Kings, he's the Lord of Lords. He's a protector, he's a provider. He has a provision for your life. And when I start realizing, Lord, you know, I got to take my hands off this. Because you know the provision and the plan that you have for my life. That's what he said. You can't do this without him. And I'm learning that. So like pastor say, whatever it is, we do it out the door. Mm-hmm. Be, now when you walk out that door, you know it's going to be waiting to get back in your purse or your bag. That's right. So don't let, don't pick it up. Say it, say don't it. pick it up. Stand strong and trust in the Lord at all times. Trouble in my way. Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. I have to cry sometimes. So much trouble. Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. I have to cry sometimes. I lay awake at night. I lay awake at night. in our way. And sometimes we just got to cry. Crying sometimes relieves the pain of the trouble, but you know it's the Lord that delivers out of them all. Ain't that what the Bible says? I know the Lord. I met the Lord. 2009, I met the Lord through a man who preached the word to me unadulterated and I've been running ever since. Hallelujah. I wish, I told Steve, I wish I would have got what he getting when I was his age. Because yeah. right, right. he had read 
Carl would have meant go out and chase some things. You know what I'm saying? But Steve said on the prayer line, thank God that I got a truck so I can do the things for the church. See, that's what I'm talking about. Steve said, this is for me, but I know I'm going to give the glory to God and do some things for God. So, Pastor, we ain't got to never worry about calling around going to pick up nothing. Steve said, I'll pick it up all. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Y'all just go look. How good God has been. But we're going to talk about it today. Come on. There's a song that we played at the wedding. I didn't play it today, but I'm going to reintroduce it. That. Jude introduced to me, and Jude, I've been playing that song ever since. Yeah. Praise God. It's a beautiful song. Just hallelujah. Yeah, we just thank God today. Let's pray. Oh, Grace Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for what we are about to receive from you. Lord, I am just your mouthpiece. So, Lord, I, I surrender my mind and my will to you. And Lord, let the reader read loud and proud. Yeah. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Yeah. Amen. 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 Open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. And we're going to be in verse from verse 17 through 20. Now, on our journey through Luke, he first sent out the 12 to go cast out demons and to make people well. And then the question in nine is the ultimate question that we all have before us. Who, he asked them, he said, who do they say that I am? It means everybody else but you, them. He said, well, some say you John the Baptist. Some say that you are one of the prophets. Some say that you Elijah. But then he always asked the most important question at the end. Who do you say that I am? Uh -huh. See, depending upon who you say that he is will depend upon your relationship with him. Uh -huh. If your God is small, then you have a small relationship with him. If your God is big, then you have a big relationship. If you think God is just for you getting some stuff and some things, you have missed the point because God is not your cosmic candy man or your slot machine. Come on, come on. Come on, See, I heard stuff and I don't say much, but now God say, you need to tell them the truth. Let me tell you something, saints. Oh, y'all about to get it today. Let me tell you something, saints, and everybody listen. Just because you praise God, guess what? God ain't got to do nothing else for you. Amen. You praising him because he saved you. Amen. I mean, well, let me put it away. I'm praising him because he saved me. It don't make no difference what I got. Amen. Because the Bible says a man who loves God's character and who he is is not measured in the things that he have. Amen. And the things that he possesses. You know what God looks for? Faithfulness, humility, character, servitude. All of those things that you don't praise them for. Thank God that you're teaching me how to be humble. Thank God that you're teaching me how to be faithful. Thank God that you're teaching me how to think of others more than myself. Jesus. All right, Steve, loud and proud, 17. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 20. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 
Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Amen. Amen. Lord, bless the hearers and the doers of his word. This message is, just for title's sake, is you rejoicing over the wrong thing. In this passage, we see that the 72 that he sent out after the 12, he sent them out and he told them, gave them a mission. And the mission was to go preach the gospel, if you read up further, and heal the sick. They come back and they are happy. Just imagine God that sent you out on your mission, as y'all would say, an assignment. God an assignment. And then y'all come and see what I notice is when a lot of y'all go on assignment, y'all don't come back rejoicing. You know, and I'm talking to everybody that listens to us, okay? So don't take it personal. Thank you, Minister. If I'd have said that, they'd be mad at me. But uh, but uh serious. On a serious note, it's nothing wrong that they rejoice. But see, Jesus wanna take you to a higher level. Amen. Always. Don't just read stuff in the surface. You got to read stuff in context. He wants to take, if you notice, Jesus will let you say what you got to say, then he come back and say something else. Mm -hmm. Or he'll have a question behind what he says. And this time he just says, look, you say the demons were service to you and you rejoice because of that. Think about it. They didn't say they was rejoicing because they healed the sick. Mm -hmm. They healed, the, they, they rejoiced because they got power. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us are in this thing for some power. So you gonna rejoice at the thing? Hold oh, the demons. I mean, can you imagine demons coming out of people? That's a that's an awesome ministry if that's what you called to. Don't think you called to that if you ain't called to that because that that'll whoop on you. Them demons know your weakness. You can play with them all you want. Don't go looking for no fight. Won't be no fight. You gotta fight your flesh. That's good enough for some of us. You see, I said us, right? So we have to think about this. They came back. They got the power, and they found out one extra power they had to get rid of demons. Because if you read up further, they say go cast out demons. They just go heal people. Now, the best, you know, healing is healing of the demons. But this is the key. The key is they were rejoicing, and that's a natural thing. That God has given you power over the healing and of demons. Man, I'd be happy to come back. But Jesus said to them, now check this out, how he shakes their equilibrium. You casting out demons, but I saw Satan fall like lightning. What God is trying to tell you is what you do, and you should be amazed because back in the creation, that's when people believe between uh, Genesis verse 1 and verse 2, that's when Satan fell. It's debated. That's when Satan fell. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. How does lightning happen? Real fast. It really wasn't no war in heaven. When Jesus decided to kick him out, he said, get out of here. Ain't no, you know, there wasn't no big battle going on. How the creator gonna battle with his creation? Come on, come on, come on. That's like when your kids try to battle with you. Y'all can talk, you can talk all you want, but at the end of the day, shut it up. Get out. Okay. So what I'm trying to point out to you, Jesus, it's like, hold on, Jesus, what that, what, what Satan falling from? Lightning got to do with us. Can't you tell you? We all happy. It's 72 of them. They all happy and ready to have a party and celebrate. Jesus say, hold on, slow, slow your roll, cats. <laughs> I saw Satan fall like lightning. And then he says, you know what? 
You're rejoicing in that, but let me tell you, don't rejoice in the fact that the spirits are subject to you because they're subject to you because of me. They're not subject to you because of you. You subject, they subject to you because of the gift I gave you to use, to steward over. And you did good, but don't get so happy about the gift. Be happy about the gift giver. So we say, look, you know, I, I saw say, he said, don't rejoice in that, but you need to rejoice in the fact that your name is written in heaven. Or I'm commonly called the Lamb's Book of Life. See, you got to find joy in the simplicity of the beauty of the majesty of the fact that you saved. That's what you got to rejoice in. So when you're feeling low, you got to just grab that and say, you know what? I don't care what I'm going through. I don't care what they say. I don't care the circumstance, incident, or accident that I am. I'm going to sit down and give God some praise just for saving me. Amen. Amen. As Daphne would say, out of the muck and the murk. <laughs> but see, this is the key. This is the key to great relationship with God. John Gill talked about when the saint realizes what was afforded to him at the cross, he goes into another level of spiritual worship. And I'm paraphrasing a level of spiritual worship that was given to was given was, was given to God for you at the beginning and before the foundations of the earth. Your plan, the plan of salvation and God wanting to save you was given before you even got here. And he, and he wants them to, he wants you to understand I'm your source. And really, I'm your source, your resource, and your end. Come on, come on. Because you couldn't, the Bible says you can't do nothing without me. And see, when you rejoice in the fact that you saved, everything else will fall into place. Because what you've done, when you acknowledge what he's done, you are seeking him first. And then what did he promise if you seek him first? All this other stuff will be granted unto you. Will be taken care of. And see, what Jesus is trying to show them is priority. He's the priority. Yes. Not your circumstance. Amen. Sometimes I notice that saints, y'all raise the priority above mm. the God. Yes. As if you got to beg and plead for him to intervene. Yes. And God has said to some of y'all, because y'all not getting the answer that you want to hear. He said, I gave you a chance to praise me when things were going well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I gave you a chance to praise me when you was on top. Yeah. But somehow or another, once I gave the house, the car, the wife, the kids, and the money, mm -hmm. you start thinking you did this by yourself. But when you was broken and busted, now you're ready to praise me. Uh, it's the fallacy of man, and we all have this, that sometimes we forget about God. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the mature saint never forgets about God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and at that point, they can live above their circumstances. Mm -hmm. So the Bible says, whether I have or I have not. I've learned to be a base. I learned to have. But in all things, I just trust God. So I'm praising him when I'm down. I'm praising him when I'm up. And you know what you're doing? You have a birthday that's going to be on your tombstone. And then you're going to have a dash in between. And then you're going to have an end date of your earthly life. And then you're going to step into it and there's nothing behind it. But you know what's behind it for those of us who are saved? In eternity with God. Yeah. Even the richest man in the world get a small little dash in between the time he lived right. and the time he died. That's right. So that's your life. The sum of your life is in that dash. But whatever you do in that dash period of time, you need to find God. Amen. Yeah. 
You need to find the love of God. You need to understand what you've been saved from. You've been saved from, we'll say, the devil. That's true to a certain level. You've been saved from sin. Yeah, that's true. But what you've really been saved for that should actually get you to praise God, you were saved from the wrath of God. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Mm. You say, well, Pastor, what? You were saved from the wrath of God. What did he pour out on Jesus at Calvary? The wrath of God. That was due for who? You. All mankind. See, the devil part got defeated at Calvary. So you, but the wrath was due to you. The separation was done at the beginning of your birthday. That he provided a way for you back to, back to reconnect. But what you got saved from was that horrible wrath of God to be separated from ever, to be thrown into the pit of darkness where there's a, a gnashing of teeth. That's what you saved from. The wrath of God. The wrath of God is so holy that the world went dark when he pulled it out on his son. Well, you say, Pastor, prove it to me. Romans 1, 16 through 20. You know where to go, Steve. Romans 1, 16. Go to Romans 1, 16. Let's see what, what, let's see what Paul say. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. See, the problem is you don't understand the power of the gospel that's in you. You try to do everything else. Amulets and oils and smoke. God don't need no smoke. Don't no smoke, please, God. Them days is over. Yeah. That smoke just covered them for a period of time so the Savior can get here. God looking at through, through looking at us who are saved through the blood of Jesus. Yeah. You don't need a cross. You don't need an amulet. You don't need nothing but you and God. Come on. Say it. Now, does all that stuff have a medicinal effect? Yeah. But don't think you're impressing God by lighting a whole bunch of candles. Because those candles do something that the blood don't do. They burn out. Come on. They burn out. I was sitting one day watching the candle. And it's going down and down and down. And eventually, that candle burns out. But the blood of Jesus, 2,000 years ago, is still killing people and getting people saved. And it's gospel that he gave us. He said it's the power of God unto salvation for those who what? Believe. Believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where we at. Yeah. It's the power of reads. They keep reading. Let's see about the wrath. To the mm. Jew first mm -hmm. and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. So the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to wrap your mind around at one time. Mm -hmm. Go back and study the righteousness of God, the power of God for us is in the gospel. And more so in the resurrection. Because we learn in Philippians, we walk in the what? The power of the what? Resurrection. resurrection. See, y'all got to put this together. See, you come to Bible study, you can go flow like this. It ain't no myth. This comes from studying mm -hmm. and praying. This doesn't come with my lone imagination. Mm -hmm. Thinking of what I want to think about God. It comes from what God said about himself. Mm -hmm. He said, this is the power under salvation. So if I'm going to want to get some power, I'm going to get the power that he said I can have. Not the power that I want. The power for salvation. You got more power than you than anything because if a person gets saved, they ain't got no demons, right? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, that, yeah. that just flew over y'all head. <laughs> a demon and the Holy Spirit would not occupy the same body. So if a person gets saved that you believe is demon possessed, guess what? That demon had to flee because the power of the gospel freedom. Amen. All this other stuff y'all do. And you and you upset, see, you're just in despair because it ain't working. Work the simple plan. Quit trying to be so mystical and so magical. Y'all want to pull a rabbit out of my hat. No, no, you ain't got to do all that. Worship God in what? Spirit and in truth. Well, I got to go what the Bible say, not what my imagination tells me. Because mm -hmm. your imagination have to drifting off into your own worship yourself, for real. Yeah. God talk like you, think like you, and believe like you. But you ain't saved from anything else but the wrath of God. Let me prove it. Go ahead. Let's see what people do. Read, Steve. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. For the wrath of God. Look, listen, listen. Go ahead. Is revealed from heaven. Against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. In the things that have been made. Amen. So we see that the natural state of man is they suppress the truth of God and they hide it in their imagination and their unrighteousness. See, when you drift into your imagination, you know the truth, but the truth is not glamorous enough for you. You want to cast out demons, run around and, and judge on people. And the Bible says, don't let nobody lay hands on you suddenly. Mm. So you want to do all that extra stuff. But, this, but see, when you come to God and say, I'm a sinner. Yeah. And I need a savior yeah. and I need you to come in and deal with me and save me. And now that the Holy Spirit is in me, I want to get to know who you are by your word and not my imagination yeah. and the bad yeah. teaching that's yeah. out here. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yes. Your emotions deceive you, saints. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to the things of God. You can't emote your way out of any situation. I'm not saying you're not going to have emotions, but turn your emotions and what you feel to what God say and what you should know. Yeah. You need to know some too many scriptures in the New Testament say, don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? Go to Romans chapter Go to Romans chapter 2. I know, Steve, I'm sending you places I didn't say, but the Holy Spirit lead me right now. Go to Romans chapter 2. Start at verse 1. Through verse 4. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that messed y'all up. <laughs> yeah. We got the simplicity of the gospel. He said, and you had the truth in your unrighteous imagination. He said, guess what, you guys? You ain't got no excuse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm. I ain't got no excuse for the teaching wrong. I don't want your money. I want God to get your heart. The only reason I want you to come to this building to be fellowship with us is that you can love the saints and the saints can love you and then you get something that you know mm -hmm. that you can hang your hat on yeah. no matter what you go through. See, I know, y'all didn't know this, some of y'all read that passage, the Bible said, minister, that they ain't got no excuse. <laughs> so when y'all give me one, I go to God. 
Well, pastor, well, pastor, well, pastor. God say, you ain't got no excuse. So I'm done with it. So when you see me go, okay to your excuse, don't think that you're getting by. I just know that you ain't know God like you should. Yeah. I don't care how tired you are. God would say he was tired when he saved you. What if God would have said, you know what, I'm, they didn't beat me. They didn't did all this to me. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, I'm carrying this cross and all this and they about to crucify me. I'm tired of being up here on this cross. I'm tired. Because I sure could come down when I want to. But I wanted to stay up here for y'all's sake. So y'all don't have to be tired. But see, I know I'm like you in ways. I understand everything else is more important. Because if I said, let's go out and party, mm -hmm. you'll be right there. <laughs> if Carolyn cooked one of her fantastic things and say, show up, you'll be right there. If I said, let's go out and do this and that and have a good time, let's go to the gun range, you'll be right there. But when it's to come get the pure word of God, unfiltered, unaltered, oh, well, you know... I just, you know, I need my, what you need, you need some God in you. Because God woke you up to make that excuse. So you're going to take your breath and make excuses to God? God forbid. Go ahead, Steve, read 2-1, start all over again. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in, the, in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself. Because you, the judge, practice the very same things. Stop. So, if I just said what I said and didn't understand that what I do not for God and make an excuse for God, I'd be a hypocrite. If I use whatever I go through to stop me from coming to do what God has called me to do, I'd be a hypocrite. I can, how can I tell y'all to come and I don't come? How can I tell y'all to be on time and I'm not on time? So my judgment is righteous. Because I do not practice what you practice sometimes. That's all. Now, I'm not judging you to hell. You saved. I'm judging you to say, you can have a better walk with God. You can have a better relationship with God. You, God wants bigger things from you, out of you, for you, and to the world. But you got to conquer self. And you, as Caleb said, you can't conquer self with self. You got to conquer self with the word of God. Because he said, my word is spirit. Y'all yeah. doing all this up in the earth stuff. God, Jesus up there on the throne, reconciling to heaven, all things heaven and earth back unto him. That's in the scripture. Look it up for yourself. And he said, he ain't coming down until he come back. He sent back who he going to send back. The Holy Spirit to dwell within you. So he told Timothy, stir up the gift. See, you need to look it up and you need to look it in. Hey. Mm. You spend two miles trying to do exterior things versus trying to deal with the interior part of what God wants you to do yeah. and how he wants you to work with him. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, the King of glory, the King of kings, is not your coffee buddy. Hey. Mm. Hey. He's 
God and God Almighty, and he deserves to be respected because no one will go to the cross but Jesus Christ for you. And he's asking his humanity, can this cup be taken from me? And he said, no, not my will, but your will be done. Because the mission was bigger than his circumstance. Y'all got to start living mission oriented. And you'll see that you have peace that surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. Keep reading, Steve. Mm. Mm. We know that the judge. Hold on, who? We know. No, not all of us. We know. No, no. We supposed to know. We know. No, but I'm just saying. <laughs> we know. Some of them know. But we supposed to know. But the Bible says we don't know. Or do you know? The question was asked, or do you know? And be honest with yourself, say you don't know. Well, it's okay. This didn't come by osmosis. This came by studying. Okay. And if you haven't studied, you ain't gonna know. Right. But we know, for those of us who know, but we know, Steve. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Hypocrisy. Hmm. Hmm. If I ask you to do something I'm not willing to do, that's hypocrisy. And the judgment of God falls on me. You know what he's saying? He's saying, how you going how you gonna teach the people when you don't love? How you gonna minister when you don't forgive? How are you going to reach the lost when you still caught up in your flesh and your imagination? How you gonna do that? He said, a wrath of God, the judge of God falls upon you. And that's part of his wrath. Don't let the wrath of God fall upon you. Don't let his chastisement come to you because you, you understand, you know the truth, and you hide it in your unrighteousness. There's no need for that. You can rise above your circumstance if you trust God. And if God kill you in the circumstance that you in, so be it. What you mean? Absent from the body. See? The way we say it, we scared. Because <laughs> it ain't sucking y'all spirit to believe it. Absent from this dying body, I'm present with the Lord. <laughs> That's when the Bible says, like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> You're scared. And I get it. You scared what's on the other side of that last date. And I'm telling you, if you're saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to be present with the Lord. Amen. Awaiting your sanctified, uncorruptible body. That's your hope. That what he said he's going to give you afterwards is true. And if, if all this by the way true, none of it's true. You don't have a right to pick and choose what God said. You may not understand it. I dare you don't, don't, don't not, not agree with it now. But, 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 but you need to understand his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. The order of God will stand forever. Yes, Lord. And the order got twisted up in the Garden of Eden on everything. Mm -hmm. Y'all make it about men and women and all this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. Everything from the plants we eat to the water we drink to the air that we breathe got corrupted. Right. Yeah. So when you get somebody tell you, well, you know, God made uh, weed. <laughs> and the gardener was no weeds. <laughs> The weeds came after because he calls it thorns and thistles. Mm. Yeah. Wasn't no thorns and thistles before the fall? Yeah. Wasn't no need for weed? 
They had the presence of God. Amen. They had the Shekinah glory on them. Yes, they did. Just a glimpse of that. Just to, just to know that could take you places that the drugs could never take you. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It'll have you dancing around your house and people think you crazy. Because yeah. <laughs> you know the presence of the Lord done, done ignited something in you. Yeah. yeah. That you just start praising them. You start start praying. You start worshiping. And you get to the point where you're moaning and groaning. You don't can't even, it's so strong, you can't even utter words. An ungodly person gonna walk in, Minister mm, mm, K drunk, y'all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she ain't drunk, she's full of the Lord. Sister Carolyn done took some of that sherry she cooked with. <laughs> no, sir. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. While you feeling everything else, feel some of the Spirit of God in yeah, you. Yeah, come on. You feel everything else. Mm -hmm. You got a word for everything else. But can you can you handle the word of God when he comes to chastise you and love you back into right relationship? Amen. That's what repentance is for. In Luke, we learn that when John the Baptist was baptizing everybody, here come all these Pharisees and all the religious folk. And John said, oh, stop. Mm -hmm. Who are you to escape the wrath of God? Mm -hmm. What you mean? We, we the clergy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we the clergy. Can't you see what we wear? You better recognize. And then John the Baptist said, hey, there's only one problem. Where is your fruit from repentance? What he asked them was, where is the change? From religion to relationship. That's our issue. Y'all don't forget, y'all got a power that you can repent. And repent means you've decided by your free will to follow God instead of yourself and anybody else. That's what you decided to go. Go and finish, Steve. See, I'm spending too much life time. See, I get started one, one single sentence and I keep going. Go ahead, Steve. Right, Do you suppose, oh man. Do you think about this, oh man? Does this even enter your thoughts? Go ahead. You who judge those who practice such things. Do, the people who are hypocrites. Who practice such things and you do them what? And yet do them yourself. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. That you will escape the judgment of God. Do you think that that's what he, that's what John the Baptist asked him? Do you think y'all come in here dressed up like clergy? You're gonna escape the the, the, the judgment of God when y'all telling them to do one thing and doing them yourself. And that's for everybody, it ain't just for the clergy. Don't be no sick child of God and you a hypocrite like that. Yeah. Now you say, well, Pastor, how do I say that? Oh, you got to me It's so simple. I got issues, and I'm turning to God. So therefore, I can say you got issues, and you need to turn to God. Amen. That's fair. And I ain't going to pick a particular issue or a sin that you're dealing with. Pick any one. If you come up to a person and say, you know I know how you feel. See, that's what I'm trying to tell y'all feel felt found. I understand how you feel. I felt the same way until I found out. Amen. What did I find out? Jesus is a savior of all sinners. He said in his word, he didn't come to save the righteous, but he come to save who? Sinners. Amen. I know. We know. Read Steve. 
Or do you presume on riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience? Riches, kindness, forbearance, and patience. Do you presume upon it? That means, do you take advantage of this grace period in a wrong type of way? Mm. And the answer is, yes. yes. But let me tell you, because I said, yes, I can tell you, let's stop doing that. Amen. I said, let's. I didn't say you did a. Like I always tell y'all, we all in this together. Yes, sir. I'm just telling y'all what thus said the Lord. He said to me first. Do you would presume? Yeah, yeah, sometimes I presume. I just assume that's your job to get me out of every situation. I assume that, you know, if my praises go up, blessings gonna come down. I assume that, yeah. But my question is, what happens when God says no? Yes, yeah. You can go back to the Old Testament. That's what the beauty about reading the Old Testament, studying through it. Venus is doing an excellent job. You'll see that if there was a time where uh, King Saul was told to kill everything. And who did he tell to kill the king? I can't remember who the king was. Who that king? They told him to kill everything, and he did. Who? The Amalekites. Thank you. Who said that? Boy, stand up, Judah. Thank you. Thank you. You sit down now. That should have rang out everybody's mouth. The Amalekites, including mine. See, I ain't got no problem. I want to hear from somebody. See, they ain't always got to come from me. I just better look out there and say, what, what, what is it? Y'all coach, tell me. I can't think of everything. I got a small mind, for real. But, uh, but it's the Melchites. And what he did was, now watch how he rationalized it. He hid the unrighteousness. He hid it in his own righteousness. He tells the prophet of God. Who was the prophet of God? Uh, Sam. Judah. Thank, thank you. I'm glad that I heard prophecy. I said, heard you say it, but I just, you know, I'm going to go to the source that gave it to me. Okay. All right. And I'm glad all of y'all said it. Samuel. Samuel comes in and said, God tells Samuel, get up out of your sleep. What? <laughs> Go to go to the go to the king. Why? What did he do now? <laughs> well, I told him to kill everything. You remember you told him to kill everything? He didn't kill everything. Okay. Sam. God woke me up and told me to ask you a question. Why is it, did you kill everything like God said? Well, here we go. The excuse. Mm -hmm. Well, what I thought, it's going to sound real heavenly. What I thought, God, was this. What I, what I really thought was that we keep the good stuff for you to sacrifice at Shiloh. Mm -hmm. And he say, you did what? <laughs> well, you know, the good sheep, the ones without blemish, they got a whole bunch of them. And we know how you like sheep with this unblemished. But what I decided was that God needed some unblemished sheep, because it is in his word, that's how we do it, but I thought it would be a waste if we didn't destroy everything. And then you didn't kill the king either? Well, you know, I thought, what I thought was I would take him back and then do it then. I can imagine what Samuel said, and we know what he said. He said, I heard, a, I heard these sheep. And what's this king doing here? He said, that ain't what God told you to do. And he said, because of that, the kingdom is going to be torn from you because you're disobedient. 
you are rejoicing and celebrating over the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what does it say, Steve? Not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. God's kindness and his forbearance and him putting up with you and your disobedience should lead you to change the minute that you realize that what you're doing is not written in this book. I don't care how sentimental you are about it. I don't care how sincere you are about it. If it's not found, the character of God, the principle of God, the word of God, the law of God, if it's not in this book, then it ain't God. All right. You can sit there and play that game with somebody else who don't know. That's why some of y'all talk to each other. Y'all don't come to me. Because right. I'm going to get you right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to shoot down that imagination. Let me call so-and-so and so. And I don't mind y'all calling each other, but I know why you're calling each other. Because you know they don't know, you don't know, but you just want to co-sign with each other. Come on. What you think I'm here for? Yeah. I'm going to give you another secret. Everybody got a John McLaughlin study Bible. If you really want to know what it meant, look at the notes. That's all you got to do. I don't care what version you got, all the notes are the same. Two sitting in front of you, and you going on your imagination. Let me call Sister Smith and tell her I done found out that da 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 da, and I just discovered that in the wood. And she go, Oh, yeah, good. We done discovered that in the wood. And if you look at the notes, you don't match nothing you see. <laughs> Test what I say. I'm fallible. But I ain't fallible on purpose. <laughs> Go to, don't you know the goodness God should lead you to repentance? Go to Philippians. Let's, let's hurry to close. No, and I don't really want to. I just got to do it this one. Philippians 3, chapter 7, and verse 8. Let's see what Paul says. See, this is the thing. You got to be willing to give up some stuff. You got to come to the same conclusion Paul came to about your stuff, your status, and your and who you think you are. And you got to decide that you're willing to give it all up for the sake of Christ, which means you put your life in danger. You will even give up your life for Christ. Let me ask you prosperity folks something. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with nice stuff. Lord knows I got a lot of it and had a lot of it. But I, throw, I, have, I, I am willing to throw it all away from you to know Christ. I know that hit a nerve. Because mm -hmm. some of y'all think it's all wrapped up in what you got, what you, people can see about you. No, it's wrapped up in really what you're willing to sacrifice for the sake of the gospel. If God told me unequivocally to shut this church down and go do something else, I'd be gone. It had nothing to do with what y'all think. I say, did I say unequivocally? Yes. So it's not in my imagination. And no, he hasn't told me that, so take a deep breath. Okay. <laughs> so let's see what Paul was willing to give up. Let's see. Philippians 3, 7 and 8. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss. Can you all do that? Mm. Nope. Let's be honest. It took, too, it took too long to gain it. But Paul said, whatever I gain, I count all as loss. To what? For the sake of Christ. For the sake of Christ. Jesus told them back then. Don't rejoice in the fact you had this power with demons. Rejoice your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life because your, your book, your name is written there because I died who's going to die for that. Yeah. Be willing to give up your life for God's life. Now, all of us are not asked to give up as much as the next person. So I don't look at you and say, well, why aren't you making Steve give up this? Mm. 
That's coveting. Mm -hmm. And coveting is sin. Yeah. I don't look at you and say, well, if you bless Steve with a truck, why ain't you bless her with a truck? That's coveting. Mm -hmm. But see the difference between some of us and Steve that don't own a prayer line, Steve de dedicated his truck to the church to get the stuff to where we need to go. Yeah. Amen. You just want to showboat in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I would have done at his age. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. That touched my heart so much when he said that. I was like, it can't get no better than that. Amen. Steve just said, I count all this rubbish. For the sake of the Lord. So it's for the sake of the Lord, take the truck. If it's something else you want me to do, take the truck. Take the car. Take my house. Take my life. But I want to I want to be, I want to honor you, Lord, with the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's an act of the will. It's not going to come to you through osmosis. It's not going to come to you be unlearned in the word. You can see, I'm seeing the word. Paul said he, he kind of all rubbish. Guess what? What I'm supposed to do is there for me to learn. To, I need to learn and be willing to count all this rubbish. You might not have to count everything, but he said Paul is a different person other than us in his assignment. He's an apostle. He was told in, 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 in Damascus how much he would have to what? Suffer for the sake of Christ. All right. Go ahead. Indeed. I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So he says, the value is in what? Who? Christ. What about Christ? Knowing. Look down. Don't look at me. Look at your Bible. Underline knowing. Read that verse again, Steve. Indeed, I count everything as loss. Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So he says, in comparison and in contrast, I was the Pharisee of Pharisees. I had it going on. I was going to be the next leader of Israel. But when I met Jesus, I learned that, first of all, I'm running in the wrong direction. Even though I believe it, I'm running in the right direction. Mm. I persecuted Christians. I'm running in the right direction now. And guess what? I'm willing to count it all as loss. I'm going to give up being a Pharisee. I'm going to give up my fame. I'm going to give up the fortune so I can follow Christ. Because only when I follow him do I get to know him. What do we need to do for saints? We need to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him daily. Not when we want to. Daily. Daily. He said, I to know God is the bigger thing. To rejoice that that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life is the bigger thing. And again, balance it out, saints. I'm not saying don't pray for stuff, but don't make your focus a prayer about stuff. Right. Right. That's all I'm saying. So don't sit there and lie with Pastor Zay. And see if you say that you are the devil. <laughs> if you misinterpret what I just said, get in your feelings, you the devil. Because what you're trying to do is twist what I'm saying. Get mad and walk up out of here. I'm tired. <laughs> the world don't need no more devil. It need more saints. Amen. So let's see what Paul said. Go to Acts. Chapter 26. In verse 17. And wait, Steve, I'm going to set the stage. He is, he is in his trial before Agrippa and Festus. And he's trying to, he's trying to tell them. And I want y'all to read all the 26 when you get home. He's trying to tell them about his mission and his, and his commission to go save the Jews and the Gentiles with the gospel of Christ. Because we read, Paul said, the gospel is the power of salvation. And you know what the king said? 
Shoot, if you kept talking, you might have convinced me to be a Christian. But look what Jesus said his purpose for Paul was. Start at uh, 15. And I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said. Stop. Did y'all catch that? He said, I said, who? Who are you, Lord? He's talking about his road to Damascus experience. See, who you say Lord is, sometimes you need to ask the question, who are you, Lord? He'll tell you. But he, for you, he shouldn't have to tell you because you see it all around you in creation. <coughs> He's the Lord. Go ahead. And the Lord said. And the Lord said. Now, this is in red, so don't get mad at me. Go ahead. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose. I have appeared to you for this purpose. God don't come into your life without an assignment. Mm -hmm. You think you just sit there in the pew? Maybe praying is your assignment. Maybe helps is your assignment. The body, we're a body, so the body needs a lot of stuff. Maybe you're the hands of, the, of, the, of this ministry. Maybe you're the feet of this ministry. You got an assignment in the body of Christ. You don't need to get no free ride. He died for you to have the assignment for the body. Not yourself. You get satisfaction when you serve the body. When you look after other people. When you consider others more significant than yourself. That's how you, that's how you stay on assignment. How is it glorifying God and glorifying the saints? That somebody may ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Because what I did was use the word of God that says, they will know that you are my disciples by the way you love each other. That's what I like about our church. We're a loving church. We don't do everything everybody else does, but we do more than most for the people who are downtrodden. Amen. And it ain't due to me, that's due to God. Yeah. Working through each and every individual here that gives. Amen. Spend their time, their talent, and their money. That's how God works. Read. To appoint you as a servant and witness. Did he say a pastor or did he say a servant? Servant. Did he say a potentate or did he say a servant? Servant. Did he say a king? Servant. You sure? He made you important. No, he made you a servant. He said, now he's already a Pharisee, so he done lowered him all the way down to a servant. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that word, that word actually means slave. Mm -hmm. I appointed you a slave. A slave unto who? A slave unto me. Slaves do what they master say. Come on. Go. And witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles. Deliver you from your people and the Gentiles. See, when you when you become a minister of God, you got to understand, don't even pay attention to the people half the time. God said he delivered him from that. You know what? Because you got to be delivered from the people and say, thus saith the Lord. Look at every prophet in the Bible. The people we had problems with was his own people. It wasn't outside people. It was inside the house. So you got to be delivered. Delivered don't mean you don't care. Delivered means that you don't let uh, don't you you don't let one person or a group of them come together posse against the Lord and the Word of God and then tell you what thus said the Lord. But you know what God had told you to say and do based upon His Word. That's why on certain things there is no voting inside the body of Christ. 
Because everybody that will vote ain't saved. Even though they come to church. You know how I know? The Bible says, let the weed and the tear grow up what? Together. So go ahead. To whom I am sending you. To open their eyes. What we gonna do? Open their eyes. No, we gonna just let them see dimly. What we gonna do? Open their eyes. So if I have to open their eyes, that mean they what? Blind. And they're closed. Closed to what? The things of God. So he's sending a man, a preacher, to be a servant, to open their eyes. That means he has to sacrifice what he wants for them. Huh. That's considering others more significant than yourself. When you're on mission, it's always for somebody else. You get the benefit of completing the mission. Mission impossible for man, there ain't no mission impossible for God. Working through a godly man or woman. All right, go ahead. So that they may turn from darkness to light. So they may repent. That's the word turn. From where? Darkness, darkness to, light. to light. So if we go back to what we read earlier, it's the gospel and its power that turns people from what? The darkness to light. Avoiding the what? Wrath of God. Got to put it together, saints. When somebody gets saved, they avoid the wrath. And you should be happy for them. Amen. Yeah. Now begins the sanctification process, which we're not going to go into today. We kind of confuse the two. Yeah. Salvation is once and once and for all by God on a sin sick soul. Sanctification is the growth in God during the period of time they have left. They are worked together, but the thing about it is salvation first, then sanctification in the same breath going on for the rest of your life. Okay? All right. Go to Acts. Not to ask. Go to, uh, yeah, go to, no, don't go to Acts. Go to Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah. And I want you to read Acts chapter 26, all of it. Go to Jeremiah 17 and 13. Let's see what happens when you forsake the Lord and where your name is written. So let's, let's think about this. If we saved, where's our name written? Say it like you love it. When you're saved, your name is written where? In the Lamb of the Life. Let's see what happens when you forsake God. Go ahead, 17 to 13. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who forsake you shall be put to shame. Those who turn away from you shall be written in the earth. For they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living water. Oh, Believe on me as the scripture has said, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. But if you forsake God, your name is written in dirt. Some of your Bibles might say in dust. Your name is written in dust. And we know that dust, what happens to dust when the wind blows? It blows away. You can't even tell dust was there. We won't even know that you was alive if you, if you forsake God. So those who forsake God and turn their back on God and don't be obedient to God and don't be obedient to his word can go all the way back to the Old Testament. He says, those who forsake me got living water. Those who, who, I mean, those who don't forsake me have living water. Those who forsake me, their name is already written in dust. Mm. You're born almost in a, in a dusty situation. But God foreknew that he would give you an opportunity to be saved through the gospel. And we're living in a dispensation of grace where the law of God, the Ten Commandments, is a mirror. And we look at that mirror and we judge ourselves according to the word of God. And when we look at that Ten Commandments, we say, 
we guilty. Paul even said, I was cool till I got to thou shalt not covet. Then sin revived in me. Mm. Since those Ten Commandments let me know I can't do all this. No. No, no, no. I can do that one. No. I can do that one. But the problem is, the Bible says, if I break one, I've broken them all. God expects perfection. Not your opinion. Not your excuses. Because he just told you you're without one. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So we run back to John. And I'm done. We run back to John. Go to 9 and 63 before we finish. See, God's still down. He's telling me stuff. Okay. John 9. 63. Remember we read that yesterday? About the plow. I know what it says, but I want to read it from the word of God so nobody get mad at me. But dang, look at I just disobey God. He said, don't care what y'all think. Okay. <laughs> that 963 say what, Steve? I think we're in the wrong chapter. No, there is no nine. Nine, oh, is it? nine and 41. Nine and 41, I'm sorry. It's not the right verse. That's not the right verse. So basically, look for the verse whenever you get a chance to. It says this. If you put your hand to the plow and look back, you're not fit for the kingdom. Anyone who desires and puts their hand to this gospel plow and look back to their yesterday to get anything is not fit for the kingdom. So you can't look back and trip off where you've been, what you've done, what they say, your greatness, all of that. You got to let that go for God for your future. And if you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom. Jesus plowed the way. The Holy Spirit is what you hold on to. I don't care how rough it gets, how tough it gets. Hold on. Hallelujah. Hold on. You're going to stumble. Hold on. Let God drag you for a little while. Because eventually he's going to tell you what he told Paul. Stand up. He'll slow down. Look the horse. God, the horse, he'll look back and say, oh, they done failed. Let, 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 me, turn, let me slow down. And you dust yourself off, stand up, and you grab hold of that plow, and you keep on going. Hallelujah. Whatever God lane got you in, stay in it. Yes, Until God puts you in another lane. Yes. That's what you got to do. Luke 9, huh? 962. 962. <laughs> I was close, wasn't I? I said 963. What oh, did I say? Yeah, 962. I'm sorry. But we already said it. So this is, our, this is what I want y'all to get out of this. You can rejoice over your assignment. I'm not telling you not to, because he didn't tell him not to. But he wants you more to rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. Because when your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life, sin and death has been taken care of on the cross, and the wrath of God that is due to you is no more. Amen. Don't let nobody tell you the wrath of God falls upon you because you did something wrong and you saved. That's what repentance is for. All right. You may get chastised, but God chastises you back into a right relationship. You need to turn. That's all he wants you to do. You need to turn and seek his face. And then and only then can you appreciate the things that God is doing through you for others. It's not about you. It's about the body and everybody else that needs to come into the body. Whomsoever will, let them come. You're not a good enough guard to guard God. So, what we learn, focus on and rejoice on the fact that you say. 
I dare you. I dare you to go home and just give God praise because you're saved. And say to God, if you don't do nothing else for me, you have done enough. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. Lord, thank you for this word. Lord, I pray that it goes out and, and actually helps somebody. That they may ask that question. What must I do to be saved? Lord, I just thank you today. Thank you for the saints around the world that are listening. And thank you for the saints that are here and walking truth. We always thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And walk of truth. We always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and at peace. And what? Walk in truth. Amen. Now. Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday worship. Bible study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard Suite 711, St. Louis, Missouri, 63074. All are welcome and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App or PayPal. Continue listening and your prayers are needed, welcomed and appreciated.